This is Brain Diet, a life coaching podcast, episode number 89. I'm Taylor Ann Macy, and you are listening to Brain Diet, where we feed your brain good information. Hi, friends. Welcome to this episode of Brain Diet. How are you? Really, how are you feeling right now? If you could label it, what would it be? That's one of my favorite things to do for myself and to ask people, how are you feeling really? What's the emotion you're feeling right now? It's always such an interesting thing and something we don't really pay much attention to. So think about that. Think about what you are feeling, how you are feeling, and then let's get into today's topic. Five reasons your weight loss efforts are unsuccessful. As I was preparing this episode, I was thinking about the people that listen to this podcast. And for some people, the information that I share can be a little bit triggering. And I don't want that. I think about it like the people that are celiac disease, the people that are highly sensitive to gluten that's in food. If they eat foods that have gluten in it, they have a severe reaction that's really negative and that we don't want for them. But there are other people that can eat food that contains gluten and use it in a healthy way to fuel their bodies, right? I want this podcast entirely, as well as this specific podcast episode, to be healthy for you. So if you listen to this and you feel like you're leaning more on the side of the celiac disease reaction where you are having a really negative response to it, don't listen. You can skip this one. You can find another one. I just want you to have a good and healthy experience while you are here with me talking about our bodies and about weight. I have had lots of thoughts about diet culture recently. I'm always thinking about it, always um, exposed to it. I don't know that that's really the word, but I am in the world of fitness and health. And so it's interesting to see how diet culture affects people and how it affects my clients. And the essentially the definition of diet culture is a collective belief system that society has adopted that values thinness, an appearance over health and well-being, right? And so we have these societal beliefs where we think that we need to be thin over being healthy. And that is not what I want to contribute to. We've developed this ridiculous idea also that because of diet culture, we should be losing weight all the time. And this is something that when I really thought about it kind of blew my mind. But it's like, actually, if we are going to lose weight, it is meant to be a very, very temporary effort. Putting your body into a caloric deficit is meant to be very temporary if you want to lose weight and keep it off and keep yourself healthy and sane at the same time. That's why the people that are constantly dieting just have to keep cutting their calories to where they're eating so few calories and not losing weight where they just feel miserable and they're not achieving their goals and they feel mentally and emotionally completely drained and awful. That is all terrible. <laughs> that type of diet culture it just is not cool and definitely not a place that I want to live myself and it's not where I want you to live. So when I talk about this, I'm not saying that you should always try to be losing weight. But if you feel like you're in a good healthy place to be doing it, then these tools can be super super helpful. They have been for me and they are for my clients. The reason that I actually love coaching people on weight loss and the reason that I built an entire practice in weight loss coaching and helping people lose weight is because when you address yourself when it comes to food and when you address yourself and your emotions around food and how you think about food and all of it, 
it brings up all of the problems and the drama and the noise that's in your brain. It brings up all of the opportunities that we have to work on what's happening up there. This is the way I think about it. I take my kids to this museum and there's this water area where they can build a structure that allows a ball to float from point A to point B. So they build it and then they turn the water on and then they can see where they need to fix it so that if they were to eventually get it the way it needs to be, they can put the ball at point A and it can float all the way to point B. You have a structure in place in your mind with how you think about food and how you feel about food and how you feel about yourself. And when you start to coach on it and when you start to pay attention to what you're eating in the context of coaching, it reveals all of the areas where the water is leaking. And it reveals all of the areas in that structure from point A to point B that need to be worked on, that need to be fixed, that need to be addressed and paid attention to. But if we don't turn on the water, if we don't start to coach on it, then you don't really know that they're there because there's no water leaking. You just know that you're not really getting the results that you want. You don't really know why. So that's why coaching can be so powerful because it can bring up all of the drama that is actually completely separate from food. It just manifests itself around food and we're able to clean that up. And once you can clean up the drama in your brain, then it makes the food part so easy. So that's why I love doing it because it actually is a total mental cleanup. So then if you want to lose weight, you can do it easily. And if you want to just maintain your caloric intake, you can do that easily. And the drama is cleaned up. Your brain is like a well-functioning machine that is clean and free of clutter. Okay. I am all about mental and emotional repair. So when it comes to these structures that you have in your brain, I want to repair them. And I want to make them feel better so that it's cleaner and smoother and feels so much better. That's why I love coaching people on weight loss, not because I actually care what you weigh. It's just so fun to see an entire transformation internally that then makes external transformation super easy. Yeah? So let's get going. Five reasons your weight loss efforts are unsuccessful. And I want to say this as a caveat as well. If you are trying to lose weight and are unable to, it is not because there is something wrong with you. If you aren't able to lose weight, it actually is an indication that your body is working the way that it's supposed to. The body isn't designed to lose weight. The body is designed to hold on to weight for survival. It wants to hold on to it in case it needs it, in case we don't have food for a certain period of time. And so when your body holds on to weight, it's like, oh, my body is trying to protect me here. It knows what it's doing. I just recently watched the Jonas Brothers documentary. I don't know if there are multiple ones, but there was one on Amazon Prime that my husband and I totally got sucked into. And it was talking about Nick Jonas, who as a kid, he started to get really, really thin and really agitated and they didn't know why. And they figured out he was diabetic, which I didn't know, but it makes sense because his body wasn't working properly. And so because of that, he was losing weight really rapidly and his body wasn't able to take care of itself with all of those internal processes. And so that just reminded me, it's like, oh, if the body is rapidly losing weight, it can be an indication that it's not working. And so if you're holding on to weight, your body is actually working really well. So give your body some credit for doing what it's doing and don't believe the lie that something is wrong if you're not losing weight in the way that you want to be, okay? Nothing's wrong with you. Nothing is ever wrong with you. You're amazing. Reason number one why your weight loss efforts might be unsuccessful is because your why for losing weight is messy. If you were to go to Disneyland, we just recently went a couple of months ago and it was so fun. If you think about Disneyland, And you are going because your family is making you, because you feel obligated, because you feel like you should. I tend to see this as I've gotten older with parents that take their kids to Disneyland. Their reason for going is much more along these lines of like, oh, I don't want to go, but I feel like I should, but my family's going. Like, do you know these people where they don't love Disneyland? And and that's not a problem, but you can see that 
the way that they're thinking about Disneyland and the reason that they're going makes the experience kind of terrible. And then it makes them dread going back again because their why for going is messy. And they don't want to go back. It's like they resist it. They're like, oh, I don't want to do that again because it was so hard and because I felt like I should and I didn't want to and it was so much walking. So their why for going to Disneyland was really draining, making the experience not so great. Versus if you go to Disneyland because you love it, because you want to, because you think it's so fun, because you enjoy it, it makes the experience the total opposite. It makes it feel really good and it makes it really fun. So if you are losing weight from a reason that is messy and that feels terrible, then that makes sense as to why you wouldn't want to go back. You wouldn't want to keep up with your efforts. You wouldn't want to stick to whatever it is that you're trying to stick to. Another reason why people will lose weight is because they believe that they will like themselves better. Like when I lose weight, I will like myself better. When I lose weight, I'll be more confident. When I lose weight, others will like me more. And this is generally a temporary motivation where it lasts in the beginning where you're like, yeah, I'm going to like myself more and it's all going to work out once I lose this weight. But because it's messy and not super compelling, it runs out really quickly and that's why you give up. So if you have that messy reason, it makes sense as to why you can't maintain weight loss long-term because it doesn't tend to last. This type of weight loss and reason for it can also be really detrimental to mental and emotional health. And if you are wanting to lose weight for other people's approval or even for your own approval of yourself, again, it's an indication that there's stuff in your brain that we need to clean up. You've got some of those repair spots in that water structure that we have to pay attention to and patch up and make sure that it's functioning smoothly. Otherwise, it'll just break down even further and feel terrible. Your reason why for losing weight, it doesn't have to be super grand. It doesn't have to be super deep and profound. We talk about the idea of having something that compels you to lose weight in a way that is compelling, but that doesn't mean that it has to be super grand, super life-changing, super universe-changing, super inspiring. The easiest and the best whys are the ones like Disneyland. It's like, oh, I think that would be fun. Let's see if we can make it work. I want to go just because we can. I want to lose weight just because I can. Let's just see what I'm made of. It's not necessarily hugely positive, nor is it negative. It's just lighthearted. It's more of an experimental approach. Let's see what we find out when we try this. Let's see if we can get to know my body. Let's see how my body responds when I put it under these conditions as if I were experimenting. Let's see what happens. I feel like kids are this way and I don't know why we grow out of this mentality, but kids at a trampoline park, there are so many hard things and obstacle courses and they just try them just because it's fun and they want to. And then if they get bored with it, they go try something else, but they don't beat themselves up for quitting the thing that they were currently trying and moving on to something else. It's just fun to try it and they like it. And then they can be done whenever they want with no mental repercussions. So we need to channel our inner child when it comes to the reason why we want to lose weight to be like, let's just see. Let's see if I can do this. This might be kind of fun to experiment, maybe learn something more about food and also about myself. So that's the first reason is your why for losing weight can sometimes be too messy. So if that's one of your reasons, totally an opportunity to clean something up. And that's where coaching can be hugely invaluable. Reason number two, that your weight loss efforts might be unsuccessful, unconscious eating. This can be bites that you take as you're making dinner. It can be bites that you take in transition between tasks. It can be grazing. These moments of ingesting calories are very mindless and we don't even enjoy or pay attention to what it is that we're eating. And so we are eating calories that we don't necessarily need and we're not necessarily hungry. And then it tends to add up really quickly. I've heard before these types of things called BLTs, 
bites, licks, and tastes. Those things seem so innocent and our brain believes that they are. They're like, oh, it's having thoughts like, this is no big deal. This is just one bite. I can just have this little thing. This won't make a big difference. This is the way that your brain sounds that leads you to this unconscious eating, right? But then you ingest more and more calories and it can add up quickly to then put you over your maintenance calorie balance and then you aren't able to lose weight in the way that you want. When you, one of my favorite examples of this is when you go to Costco, the samples that they have on a Saturday, this is the prime example because you see people just flock to these samples and it's like, oh, it's just a sample. It's just a quick bite of something. It's harmless and it doesn't affect me in any way. And walking around Costco, and if you were to try multiple or even all of the samples, you could easily ingest 500 calories. And 500 calories, no doubt, is going to have an effect on your weight loss efforts. That's a pretty significant amount to eat mindlessly if you're in the realm of losing weight. So mindless eating is another thing that you can address in coaching, um, this unconscious eating, because you're able to really create some awareness around what leads you to do that. And if you create awareness around what leads you to do it, you can stop it before it happens. It's a beautiful process. And I'm not even saying this is a bad thing and nor, heaven help me, am I saying that Costco samples are a bad thing either. (laughs) They're great. However, it's just something to be aware of. Like, oh, maybe that's why. Maybe I'm just eating a little bit more unconsciously than I was aware of. And so it makes perfect sense as to why maybe my efforts aren't as successful as I want them to be. Reason number three, that your weight loss efforts might be unsuccessful. We associate foods with emotions. This is a societal thing where in culture, we have really created some overlap between emotions and food. And this goes for both positive and negative emotions. If we have positive events, if we have birthdays or holidays or, you know, graduations, we tend to celebrate with food. Like, hey, let's go out to dinner. I can take you out to dinner. Um, This is especially noticeable for me at this time of year because my husband has a birthday I have a birthday and then there's Thanksgiving and Christmas and parties it tends to be that our calendar fills up with events that all revolve around food and again I am totally not saying that this is a problem but when we can be aware of it it makes it much more empowering for us to wonder why maybe our efforts aren't leading to the results that we want in terms of weight loss because if we don't have the awareness then we feel like we're just at a loss and we don't know and we're just a victim to the world But when we can take a look at, oh, wait a minute, I've had a lot of like celebratory incidences where there's food involved and maybe that's why because I'm associating so much of that with my emotions that it can be hard to differentiate and that awareness alone can be really powerful. The same thing goes for the other end of the spectrum for sadness and negative emotions. It's like the ice cream after the breakup or in Legally Blonde when she throws chocolates at the TV after she had gotten broken up with food and sadness, food and happiness, it's very much enmeshed in our culture. And what happens is when you take that away, when you start to say, hey, I'm actually going to celebrate and not use food, the brain kind of freaks out. It's like, wait a minute, then what is all this for? Why are we celebrating at all if there's not food involved? And that is perfectly okay if your brain does that again. And it's also perfectly okay to celebrate with food or feel sad and eat food. Again, it's just an awareness piece. Like, oh, wait a minute, maybe I am eating when I'm feeling a certain emotion as opposed to when I'm actually hungry. So because of this emotional association, it can be difficult to lose weight because we lose touch with more of those internal signals and are eating according to those external cues. So don't underestimate the power of your brain's association and how it uses those external cues to determine when it wants to eat versus going internal and saying, hey, wait a minute, am I actually feeling hungry here? Reason number four is that culture makes it complicated to lose weight. 
Again, this kind of ties into reason number three, but when we eat according to culture and how people tell us to eat, it's not so much by listening to our body. And the example that I hear often is of three meals a day. Like who was the person that came up with the idea of three meals a day and that that was the correct way to eat? And I'm guessing there was likely a reason that it came to be three meals. Like maybe it does serve us in a lot of ways. However, Sometimes we use those social constructs against ourselves and against our own internal cues and against our own internal system that is so beautifully built to tell us when we're hungry and when we're full. The thing with culture that's really interesting, again, is any event is usually tied to food. Kind of like I was saying earlier, it's like getting together with a friend, let's go get lunch. Need to connect with some work colleagues, let's go get lunch. Are we going on vacation? Where are the best places to eat? And gatherings usually have food it's like refreshments at baby showers and at open houses and at the movies anytime you purchase something at any cash register you will notice that there is food candy something around there and that's what's so fascinating is anytime we are spending money on things on groceries that we need regularly we are faced every time with food and with different types of things we can ingest that might not be the most used to us So when we can create some separation between the culture and what it tells us to do and how the quote unquote correct way to eat is, then we have a little window of opportunity to decide, wait a minute, what do I want to eat? And how can I be aware of when there's that overlap of gatherings and food to use it in my favor so I can know, oh yes, we're here and I know there's going to be food. How do I want to approach that? Just a great thing to be aware of. And coaching can be a really great place to get help with this because a lot of times when we start to dissociate the culture and the emotions with food, it brings up all our fear. And this is what I was talking about in the beginning. When we start to pay attention to this, it brings up all of the problems that we have and those water leaks. And so coaching is great because we are able to work through those things. So then you can still be a part of culture and not be so afraid of it and not have this total brain freak out over it. And all of these things I'm talking about where there is food at these events, we don't have to necessarily stop eating at these things. It's just awareness and learning how to handle your brain in those situations. The fifth and final reason that your weight loss effort might be unsuccessful is because your relationship with food and your relationship with your body is messy. Okay, so if you get a theme here, the reason why you lose weight is what's happening in your brain around food. And the way you think about food is happening in your brain. The way you think about your body is what's happening in your brain. This is why mental cleanup is so vital if you are someone that wants to lose weight. Your relationship with food and your body make a huge difference with A, how you approach weight loss, and B, how long you are able to maintain it. We have, again, a part of our culture given labels to food, and this is especially something with social media that's been really interesting to observe, that these food labels are becoming so powerful that we attach it to our worth as a person based on what we're eating. So we give these labels like good food, bad food, healthy food, unhealthy food, clean food, dirty food, as if it says something about who we are based on how we eat. And there's such a stigma and a charge to food because of these labels that it can make approaching weight loss really precarious because we have all of this noise in our brains about good foods and bad foods. And what do I eat? And am I going to be a bad person if I eat this? And am I going to be shamed if I eat this? Like that's all going on in our brain, a great opportunity for some cleanup. And what's interesting with food is if we love food so much, that it's one of the main focuses of our lives. It's unfortunately an unreciprocated relationship. You can love food and it won't love you back. If you look forward to food most out of everything in your life, it's kind of a shame because food doesn't get excited to see us. 
So if that is one of the primary focuses of your life, that that is what you live to do is eat, an interesting opportunity for some work, an interesting opportunity to assess why and do I want to keep doing this? It's kind of a bummer. If what you look forward to most is food, it's not a bad thing, but oftentimes when we really look at it, we can see that there might be other things that we want to look forward to more. How we relate to food is so important. We don't want to stay in unhealthy relationships. If you were in an unhealthy relationship where someone didn't love you back, where someone didn't call you back, where someone ignored you, why would you want to stay in that relationship? And since we need food to stay alive, we have to change the way we relate to it because you can leave an unhealthy relationship, but we can't really leave food. So let's change the way we think about it. Let's change the way we relate to it. And the same goes for our body. The way that we think about our body is crucial when it comes to how we approach weight loss. If you are thinking about your body like it's a bad thing, like it's doing something wrong, like it's broken, again, not super nice. (laughs) It's not a nice thing to say. Bodies are actually super amazing. They're so cool. They do all of these things without us even having to tell them what to do. They breathe and they pump blood and they have this whole system inside that can keep us alive. And all we have to do is just like be here. Isn't that amazing? Bodies are so cool. And we have to make sure that we appreciate them and love them to cultivate a healthy relationship and a loving relationship. So then if you're in a place where you want to lose weight, it's easy to come from that place of let's just see what we can do. Let's experiment body. Let's see what happens when we ingest this or take away this or add this. Let's just see what happens. That is so much more possible from a loving place. If you hate your body, then it becomes an unhealthy relationship and it's something that you're constantly wanting to leave. So those are the five reasons that your weight loss efforts might be unsuccessful. But I want to add a little bit of a bonus piece because here is something that I see often is when people are trying to lose weight, they immediately hyper-focus on the food part. Now, food is extremely important when it comes to health, when it comes to weight. Um, If you are eating more than your body needs, then you're going to gain weight. If you eat less, then you're going to lose weight. Like it's, it's, a pretty simple science. However, I sometimes think we hyper-focus on it thinking that there is information that we don't have and we have to search for it and we have to find the right way to eat necessarily. And so because of that, I put together something that will immediately improve your health without having to pay attention to the food part yet. I called it the five-tip diet that has nothing to do with food. So this is just five tips that you can read through that you can adopt immediately into your lifestyle and you will improve your health. I created this because of this hyper-focus that I see on food and I just want a way for people to have a foundation to return to. If someone feels like they just get out into the weeds when it comes to weight loss, this is always what I return to. This is my foundation when it comes to health. And so that's why I created it. So if you're interested, it's a free download. It's um, gonna be available in a link that I will just put in the show notes of this podcast. So if you are interested in downloading that to immediately help yourself get healthier without paying attention to the food part, then that will be available to you. Everything else that I've said in this podcast, I can help you with all of these things in coaching. So even if you have never been successful in weight loss otherwise, I am confident that I can help you with what I teach in my private one-on-one program. You work with me on a one-to-one basis and we completely transform everything inside of you and then we can transform outside of you if you want to and it can be so much easier. So if you're interested in that, There will be a link in the show notes to schedule a free consultation with me. But other than that, that's all I have for you today. So thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoy that download. If you want to download it, you can snag it. And I will talk to you next week.